This week, we got a great question from a viewer who wants to know about businesses that don't make money on paper, but the asking price may be worth the value of the equipment. Is there a way to do this deal using simply the equipment's value to finance the business? I'm David C. Barnett, and you're tuned in to Small Business and Deal Making, the podcast, YouTube channel, and blog where I talk about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses while controlling risk. So if you're looking to take control of your future through buying a business one day, or if you already own a business and you're looking to grow or exit, you've come to the right place. I talk about interesting things, I talk to interesting people, and I answer your questions every week right here. So be sure to hit like and be sure to hit subscribe, and let's get to it. Hey, welcome everyone. So this week, I've got a question from Cortez Williams, who was watching the video, Net Income versus SDE, Tax Cheating, Adbacks, and You, uh, which talked about how sometimes when businesses are represented for sale, there's, you know, all of these different things are added back to puff up the, the profitability or the cash flow of the business. Um, but in that video, you should go watch it. We'll put a link to it here. Uh, but we talk about what that can then do for our, from the seller's point of view, because if you can't demonstrate profitability to, in order to make debt service payments, then the bank is going to have a hard time wanting to lend money to you. So what Cortez asks is, what if the seller's books and the tax returns are so bad that no lender will touch it, but the company has been consistently grossing over 500000 a year, so we're talking about top-line revenue, with zero advertising or marketing. My question is, if the company has equipment, which is newer trucks, he says, worth the asking price of 250 grand, what about going through equipment financing? Has anyone ever heard of anything like this? So this is a great question. So there's two possible outcomes here of the scenario you described that wasn't quite clear to me in the, in the question. So the first scenario is that the business is grossing $500,000 and is a profitable business, but is just not showing any profit on paper. That's one scenario. The other scenario is that the person uh, is trying their best to make some money, but do they, they're not able to, right? So we're talking about a marginal business that just isn't profitable. You point out that there's no advertising going on, et cetera. So let's look at both of these scenarios. So, in either scenario, if you go to a, a, a lender of any kind and you say, um, I want to buy this business, they're going to look at the performance of that business and they're going to say, well, if we lend you the money to buy this business, you're not going to have any money available to repay the loan because there's no profits, right? And so when lenders look at making a loan, <clears throat> they're looking at several things. One of the things they look at is, you know, your character. They look at you know, the business, the, the cash flow, they look at your plan going forward, they'll consider all these things. They look at collateral, right? But they don't strictly just look at something like collateral. There are lenders out there called asset-based lenders. And a lot of people on YouTube, on the internet, talk about how if there's collateral there, you just go to an asset-based lender thinking that they, they kind of represent these asset-based lenders, kind of like they're, they're sort of like pawn shops where a pawn shop doesn't really care about any of those things that I just mentioned. They just care about the collateral because they hold the collateral. 
But if you think about a pawn shop, if you take a thousand dollar ring in there, how much will they lend you on that thousand dollar ring? I don't know, two or 300 bucks, maybe, right? Because they know that if they have to put the thousand dollar ring out on their counter because you didn't come back to repay the loan, they might only be able to sell it for six or seven hundred dollars because everyone expects a deal at the pawn shop. The asset based lender who might lend against trucks, even though they are concerned with the collateral, they want to know that they've got good solid collateral in that vehicle. Um, they still do not want to have to go through the process of repossessing the, the vehicle. They don't want the hassle, the headache, all of the costs and burdens that are associated with having to go through that process. So even an asset-based lender still wants to see a plan where there's uh, you know, the likelihood of profitability and cash flow, et cetera, that is going to be able to service the loan that they make you. Furthermore, as you go down sort of the credit strength scale and look at lenders who are more and more open to riskier and riskier scenarios that are more collateral focused, what you will find is that even though these trucks that you say are worth $250,000, that may be their fair market value, but an asset-based lender who's going to ignore the cash flow of the scenario is certainly not going to make you a loan based on fair market value. They're going to make you a loan based on forced liquidation value, perhaps. Uh, and I did make a video about this before um, about asset-based lenders. And I forget the name of the video, but... Um, I talk about it. It's about a pizza oven and uh, we'll find a link to it and we'll put it here. Um, so if you go and you and you and this business really isn't a money making business or if it is a money making business, it just isn't on paper. Um, any understanding on the part of on the part of the lenders that this is a business you are buying, then very next thing out of their mouths is going to be, well, show me the performance of the business. And then you will have to show them this terrible performance, and then you will have a very hard time getting that loan, okay? Under the second scenario, which is uh, that the person isn't making money on paper and they are not making money in reality, so they're, they're trying really hard to, to make a go of it and they're just not able to make a profit, um, then basically what you're saying is, is you're looking at someone who's employed capital, these, these vehicles, to go out and do a business and they haven't been successful, but you think that you can be. So I would argue that you're not actually buying a business if you wanted to buy this thing because you mentioned the advertising. So you obviously want to make big changes to what's going on there. You're actually making a, a decision that is almost like doing a startup. You're, you're almost creating a new business because you think that you have an idea of how to better execute this plan. The fact that there is this level of, of revenue would make it easier, right? So here's the solution. If, if you want to dive into this, is you actually have to do this deal without talking about it as though you're buying a business. What do I mean? So you actually have to approach the lenders with a new business startup business plan and say, I'm going to get into this business. I'm going to start a new business and here is my plan and here are my projections and this is my business plan. This is what I think I'm going to be able to do. And by the way, I've found a guy who will sell me some used equipment that it fits the bill for what I want to do. He wants to get out of this industry. Uh, he's got these trucks for sale. I'm going to start a new business and I'm going to buy those trucks used and that's a good deal. And 
if you can wrap it in that perception, if you can frame it in that way, then you can get the lenders to look at this as a new business startup loan. They will consider the collateral of the vehicles, but they will put more of an emphasis on your plan versus what is going on at that, ex at that current business right now. So unfortunately, I've worked with sellers over the years where they've been that person that you're talking about with, with the trucks worth 250 grand. And they've been working really hard to try to make money, but they, they weren't making any money. And they thought that because they had revenue and certain amount of cash flow, they thought they had a business with value. And I would show them that not only does their business not have any goodwill, but that they would have a hard time selling it as a business because every lender would want to see the performance. And I've actually advised people in that scenario that the best thing they could do would be to actually shut down the business, completely close it, and then just go out into the marketplace with this, this equipment and try to liquidate it and sell it uh, so that a buyer would then not be burdened with the history of that business. Depending on where you are, like if you're in a smaller community and you, if you're in a small town of 50,000 people and you walked in, <clears throat> sorry, to a bank with this, I'm going to start a new business and I'm going to buy that guy's trucks. That banker is going to know that business already is, is an existing business. Right. They're, they're going to be like, OK, well, what are his numbers? But if you're in a bigger community that may not be so tightly connected, then you can say, I'm going to start a new business and I'm going to buy those trucks. So great question, Cortez. Um, at the end of the day, um, you know, the equipment is collateral. It's not the entire thing that a lender is going to look at when it comes to making a decision about whether or not to lend you money. Um, I would say that if somebody is going to buy a business, the reason why you want to buy a business is you are trying to avoid risk. You want to buy a business that already has sales, profitable cash flow, et cetera. And that means you want a business that has some amount of goodwill value. You want a business that has this demonstrable profitability so that when you buy it, you can be reasonably certain that you're going to carry on in a profitable fashion and not have to worry about how you're going to make payments on things. What you're contemplating doing is, is it's almost like you're trying to find an opportunity in a distressed business that you might somehow still be able to get financing on because, um, you know, because these, this collateral is there. Um, but what is it that you're buying? If they're not making any money, then, then you still face the uphill risks of any new business. And we haven't, you know, you didn't mention here whether or not you had any money of your own. But in either scenario, even with asset-based lenders, um, any lender is still going to want to know what you've got invested in the deal. Because if you have something invested in the deal, <clears throat> it's going to make, that, make it easier for them to want to participate with you because they know that you've got something to lose. Um, if you've got nothing in the deal, well, then it's more difficult. So there's the, the other way that you could look at this is you could ask this seller, Mr. Seller, do you have any kind of financing? In fact, if you were going to try to do this um, without any of your own money and you are willing to take the risk of trying to make a business, a more profitable business out of this by doing something differently, the way to do this would be to go to that seller and say, do you have any financing on these vehicles? Um, I'm going to take over the financing and see if you can assume those debts. Um, and so you're going to use the financing that's already in place 
and make them an offer where any further balance, let's say he owes 200 grand on the trucks and you've agreed to buy this business for 250. If you can assume those debts and then pay him the other 50 over time, that would be a way for you to do this. From the seller's point of view though, why would he do it? And, that, and that's the big question, right? And that's what you have to do is you have to empathize with that seller and figure out why would he hand the keys of this business over to me, finance it entirely, knowing that he's not been able to make any money with it. I would have, as a buyer, you would have to have a really solid plan and demonstrate how you could create value in that business, how you could bring more customers, raise the prices, whatever it is. And the risk, of course, would be that in making that presentation that you would just be giving him the business plan to improve the business, right? So it's a hard one. It, it definitely is a hard one. Um, yes, collateral is better when you're trying to borrow. Um, in my opinion, you should just be focused on something that makes money uh, and go looking to buy that. Uh, so that you can pay your debts and be able to convince bankers that you're going to be a good operator, that the cash flow is already there. And any improvements that you make are just going to make things even better. Thank you very much for the question. If, uh, if you, anyone of you out there is interested in buying a business, uh, I would suggest you head over to businessbuyeradvantage.com where you can uh, sign up for my online program. It's like 13 hours or more of content where I take you from start to finish through the entire process of finding and acquiring and deal making and negotiating for and, uh, business. There's been new modules added since 2019 based upon questions and commentary that past students have had. Uh, when you sign up, you get lifetime access for that. Uh, Businessbuyeradvantage.com is the place to go. And um, if you haven't already, head over to davidcbarnettlist.com, which is where the place where you can sign up for my email list. And I also mentioned that as well here in the in the exit reel. But um, I want to take a moment just to thank my sponsor for this year. And I'm going to play a message uh, from Mark and then uh, we're going to finish it off. Thanks. Special thanks go to today's video sponsor, Mark Willis of Lake Growth Financial. Mark helps people better manage their personal wealth and business finances through the bank on yourself insurance strategy. This is something I've done personally and I've gotten lots of positive feedback from people I've worked with over the years. Go to newbankingsolution.com to find a playlist of all the interviews I've done with Mark and to learn more about the advantages of these programs. While there, sign up to arrange a conversation about what this solution might look like for you. So how can you learn more about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses? easy. Head over to my blog site at davidcbarnett.com. You'll find hundreds of articles and videos all for free. You'll find links to my books and online courses, and you can sign up for my email list and get emails covering topics that interest you and be notified of new videos.